Well, praise God. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today to another edition of Faith-Filled Fridays. I have uh, probably, I, I like to call you the general. I don't know if you knew we called you that or not. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> but one of God's generals on the earth with us today. I'm telling you, I don't know a man that gets used to God on the earth like Brother Ted does. And uh, it's just been amazing what God's been doing this week in the meetings. And uh, tonight, 7 p.m., you will not want to miss it. Brother Ted will be ministering again, and it's going to be powerful. It'll be a great move of God's spirit. Uh, meetings have been growing, and just a lot of folks getting healed, a lot of folks getting touched. Last night, I really got blessed. We were in the prayer line and uh, by a woman who was blind. Yes, yeah, she. They came. I think she said Newton, New Jersey, from New right? Jersey. Yeah, that sounds right. And in a wheelchair from an accident. Wow. And mm. you, you laid hands on her. Yeah, and uh, when you're praying for the sick, a lot of times people go with the easiest thing first. I don't, mm. because everything is contained under that has got to happen. Wow. So to me, not to God, it's all the same. There's nothing too hard for God. But to release my faith, a lot of times I'll pray for the blind first. Mm -hmm. And once you get that, if they're crippled, then they're going to be healed. And that's how she got her eyesight and got out of that wheelchair last night. So Brother Ted laid hands on her, and uh, it was powerful. You feel the anointing of God strong in the house last night. And her eye came open. Next thing you know, you start waving to her and then signaling. She was following you right along. And then got her up out of that wheelchair walking around. I mean, yeah, the Lord did it. It was powerful. Powerful, powerful stuff. It's... Uh... My dad used to say, it's a great job if you can get to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. I like it a lot. Praise God. So, Brother Ted, we've been teaching people on God's will is healing for their life. Mm -hmm. How when Jesus died, the Bible says in Galatians 3, he's redeemed us from all the curse of the law, sin and death, sickness and disease, and poverty and lack, once and for all. Praise God. Because of the blood of Jesus. And and unfortunately, I see this trend kind of running around that people, the devil might let them get saved, but once they get saved, still holds back the healing, still, you know, prosperity, all that stuff. It's kind of like they get trapped in the mentality of someday when I get to heaven, then my body, you know, my body will be better, or then I'll, you know, experience the full blessing of God. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray that his will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, I think as ministers, we need to teach people it's a package deal. That's right. When Jesus died on the cross, he also provided healing as well as redemption from the power of sin. And if you think about it, Galatians 3, I heard you mention it. Mm -hmm. Let's think about that for a moment. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, verse 14, mm -hmm. being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth upon a tree. So the cross represents the removal of the curse of the law. Now, the Adamic curse is not the same thing as the curse of the law. Mm -hmm. The Adamic curse, which is found in the book of Genesis, that was literally a result of sin and death, according to Romans, Paul's teaching, entering into the world. Mm -hmm. Man fell into sin. And so we know that the Adamic curse, the earth was cursed. Man's labor was cursed. He'd have to work by the sweat of his brow. And sin and death, Paul said in Romans, entered into the world. Mm -hmm. But Galatians 3 said we're redeemed from the curse of the law. 
Now, the curse of the law that Moses gave, that God gave to Moses, Moses gave to the people, was threefold. We know that part of the curse of the law was poverty and lack. If you do not keep my commandments and obey my statutes, then these curses shall come upon thee. You shall be cursed in the field and cursed in the city, and the work of your hands is cursed, and everything you touch is cursed. And, you know, we all like the blessing, but the truth is if you don't obey God, you deal with a curse. According to Deuteronomy 28. And that's exactly right. So, and that's where it's uh, listed. Then the second part of that in Deuteronomy 28, as you just said, is the area of sicknesses and diseases. All these diseases shall come upon thee, and it lists them. And it says, even those that aren't written in the book Mm. shall come upon you. Every sickness, every disease comes from disobedience to the word of God. Whether you look at it from the fall of Adam and his sin, which entered uh, sickness and disease and, and spiritual death entered into the world, or if you look at it even to those that reject the word of God, that, as you said, has healing in it, salvation in it. All these problems come from disobedience to the word. Now, here's a thought, uh, brother. You can't disobey what you don't know. Mm. So my dad used to say when he preached, there are sins of commission that you commit, but there's also sins of omission. Things you should be doing, but you're not doing. You're a minute, but it's still wrong. And for example, for years, people didn't know cigarette smoking was bad for them. When I was a kid, everybody seemed to smoke. I'm talking about, you know, in the world. Now, the church didn't. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit would just sort of speak to us. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in the old time, means people prophesy, you know, uh, not to smoke, not to drink. The, the Spirit would come on, but it was the Holy Spirit keeping his people from these things. Mm -hmm. Then later they found out that nicotine, the cancer-causing agents and so forth, they begin to put a little warning on the pack of cigarettes, warning, and, you know, from the Surgeon Surgeon General's warning. Smoking is uh, harmful to your health. But the Holy Spirit was already on it before that ever happened. Isn't that funny how that works? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, God already was warning his people to take care of their bodies and not to do certain things. So the point I guess I'm making to you is that when God gave us his word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Yes, sir. And when God gave us his word, our obligation, our responsibility is to be not just doers of the word, or excuse me, not just hearers only, but we're to become doers of the word. That's right. So there are certain things that if you don't do them, then you can expect sicknesses and diseases and problems. And that's why I think it's a heavy responsibility that you and I have to preach the gospel to the people. Yes. Because that gospel has within it, praise God, the anointing that sets men and women free. Hallelujah. And I think, you know, part of that is the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I really do have this belief that so many people don't really understand what the Word of God says concerning their lives. You know, I mean, if they didn't know what the Word, you know, I had people say, you know, I heard, and I quote you, but people say, uh, 
you know, well, how do I know it's God's will? Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard you say before. And I think that God's word is God's people, will. Yeah. Right? The word of God is the will of God revealed. That's how you say it. The thing is, like, I see Jesus never turned one person away. Thank God he didn't. Never, not one person who came to him in faith or for a healing or a miracle or anything of that nature, Jesus never turned one away. And in fact, Jesus even healed people that maybe it wasn't even in the plants. Woman that issue of blood that reached out, he said, who touched me? Yeah, it was Mark in his Ryan. plans. Just that, That's a beautiful story. I was thinking about that this morning. It's funny she mentioned that. I have a thought on that. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I share? Sure, come on. The proximity of the anointing. I'll tell you what got me thinking this way. Your brother had uh, some form of uh, problems in his lungs, like um, I'm talking about Kyle, mm-hmm. when he was a baby. When he was a, yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. Sort of like, what would you call that? Uh, it's kind of like a really bad asthma. Yeah, let's say it's an asthma, but it was Somewhere. in his lungs. Yep. So an evangelist was preaching, and your mother took your brother down to the altar for prayer. That's correct. Now, Tyler's mom at the time had fibromyalgia. That's also correct. And she didn't go for herself. She just went to get your brother healed. Yeah. Next day, your brother's healed, normal, by the power of God. And your mother realizes she's healed. (laughs) Now, what happened? When you get where that healing anointing is working, I call it the proximity of the anointing. When you get into that, you'll get healed. The one you're believing for gets healed. God heals everybody. Thank God. Glory to God. How about it? (laughs) And she, your dad told me this. He said, and she's been healed ever since of that. It's true. Never had fibromyalgia since. If you're watching, and there's people watching, you're coming on, make sure you, let us know what you're needing God to do for you today. Wrap your faith around your greatest need, and we will pray for you. Amen. Uh, and there's a place where you can type in in the comments your requests. But um, I just sense in my spirit that the older I get, the more that God is wanting. It's like my realization is there's, we got to get in that proximity. We got to get close to Him. Yes. And by getting close to Jesus, here's a good way I, I like to say it: Everything you need is in the anointing. Praise God. Everything you need is in the anointing of the Spirit of God. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we just need more of Him, and we can withdraw. Yeah, you can pull away. That's the sad part. That's the part we no, don't no, like I'm to No, no, I'm saying we can withdraw about. anything we need from that. Oh, anointing. you mean uh, pull away the deposit? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about those that, uh, for whatever reason, pull away from the Lord. No, but they can do that too, as <laughs> seen can. in the news lately. <laughs> but I, I like I like the area of pulling, taking. I do it this way. Sometimes I'm preaching. I say, pull on that anointing. Pull, down pull down on that anointing. Yeah. And God does that. Thank God. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Well, you know, it's just, I guess as believers, we need to, it's, it's our job. Two parts every miracle, we say. God's part and our part. I we, say it this way. There's three parts. Come on. I th- are, are you kid- I thought you were kidding me because I have a message called three parts no, no. to healing. No, no, <laughs> All right. Yeah. There's God's part. Yeah. 
The Bible says, is there any sick among you? Let them call upon the elders of the church. That's right. Let them offer the prayer of faith, anointing them with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the first part, the Lord shall raise them up. Yes. So God's part is he raises you up. <laughs> Those that are ministering healing, Mark 16, and they shall lay hands upon the sick. So the second part is you that God will use. And the laying on the hands is one way. The third part, the Bible goes on to say, and they shall recover. That's your part that's being prayed Praise for God. and anointed and so forth. Recover. That's right. So there's God's part, the part of the one doing the praying, and the part of the one that's doing the receiving. Hmm. And we all have a part to play. And you said it in the anointing. Just before lunch. And of course, I read this years ago in F.F. Bosworth's book, Christ the Healer. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between the gift of healing and the working, working of miracles. miracles. Mm -hmm. Would you mind sharing that? Well, <clears throat> there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Yes. And these nine gifts of the Spirit help us to become more like God. I have a brand new book coming out. Volume one is Introduction to the Gifts of the Spirit. And I deal with how God removed Abram and changed his name to Abraham, but removed him from the Ur of the Chaldees in Mesopotamia to a promised land. On that journey, he had to first remove Abraham physically, his body. Hmm. Then he meets Melchizedek, the priest. And the priest begins to speak. And Abraham makes a decision. Those decisions, that's your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotions, to give an offering. And I say it takes faith to give God an offering. Yes. So he gives Melchizedek an offering. The first, Abraham, he's removed physically. That's the flesh, the body. Secondly, on his journey of faith, he makes a decision to give to God that's the mind, the will, the intellect, the emotions. But thirdly, the Lord appears to him in the door in the plains there. It wasn't Mamre, I believe it's referred mm -hmm. to. Yeah, the Oaks of Mamre, right? Oh, hallelujah. I feel the anointing on this. <laughs> and he tells us, he says, shall we not tell him what we're about to do? And Lot lived in an evil city, Sodom and Gomorrah. Gomorrah yep. My wife and I have stood on the field there when we went to Israel. Wow. Burnt rocks. I've, I picked up some. Brought them home. They're in my bureau drawer to remind me there's a payday someday. Hallelujah. And Abraham begins to intercede with God for 50 righteous, 45, 40, 30, 20, 10. He stopped at 10. I always thought, what if he'd have kept interceding out of his spirit, man, for one? Because we know Lot was there. That's right. But for whatever reason, we know there were two daughters, a wife, and Lot. That's four. Mm -hmm. He didn't even stop at four. He stopped at ten. Very interesting to me. Why? I don't know. But that's out of your spirit. Abraham was interceding out of his spirit. The Bible says, but what is it? We pray with the understanding, but we also pray, and here's the verse, with the spirit. Mm -hmm. When you pray like Abraham did, that was his spirit. Now, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, And I pray God, the very God of peace, that he might sanctify you wholly and preserve you blameless, spirit, soul, and body. 
We're talking about healing. I hope this will help you. So spirit, soul, and body. God wants you to be whole in those three areas. Yes. In the life of Abraham, and you referred to Galatians, it was in Galatians that Paul, right after saying we're redeemed from the curse of the law, he said that when we minister the working of miracles, even as Abraham was righteous, God took the life of Abraham, tied it with the working of miracles and the ministration, it says there, or administering yeah, yes. in Galatians. And there is a divine connection between your healing, your health, your deliverance, and the life of Abraham, according wow. to Paul in Galatians 3. That's right. There were three experiences that Abraham had, physically removed from the area of the Chaldees, Mesopotamia. <clears throat> physically, he had to leave the land. Mm. Secondly, he meets Melchizedek, and by an act of his will, he gives God an offering to yep. the man of God. Lastly, God himself appears to Abram in the door of the tent, and he prays. That comes out of your spirit, Paul said in 1 Corinthians. That's right. For the preservation of Lot and his family. There's no limit to God, but sometimes we are limited. Hmm. And as I said, why didn't he pray until he got down to the one? But he didn't. Stopped at 10. He stopped at 10. I don't know why that is. I've... I've pondered that, thought about it. But I do know this. We see a perfect picture of 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in the life of Abraham, which the Holy Spirit connected to the working of miracles in Galatians 3. So if you understand the life of Abraham, the faith of Abraham, the righteousness of Abraham, as the Holy Spirit had Paul write in Galatians 3, it'll help you to receive the working of miracles. Wow. Otherwise, why did the Holy Spirit tie those two thoughts together in that chapter? That's right. See? So we look at his life, and it can be divided into three parts. But each part also represents everything that man is, your body, your soul, your spirit. Now, Paul, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, reversed that. He said, may you be preserved, blameless in your spirit, your soul, and body. In the Old Testament, it was body, soul, spirit. And everybody God dealt with, whether it was Abram, Moses, David, I could go through all of it. First, God had to separate David physically, his body, from the sheep herd yep. to get him to come to the throne. Had to do it. Mm -hmm. There was an act of David's will, just like Abram, where he chose not to do harm to King Saul. And then there was a time when David's spirit reached out to God in prayer. It's a very famous prayer. He said, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Hmm. Prosperity really is spiritual. Yeah. You're no more prosperous than your soul. And John wrote that yeah. when he said, beloved, I wish above all things, things yeah. that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul Prosperous. Right. So prosperity in the Bible, in this covenant, in this dispensation, is conditional. Hmm. If we do our part, God then will do his part. Yes. It's just not sacrosanct. It just doesn't happen because you read a scripture and confess it. And now I'm a, no, you learn how to pray. Yes. You learn how to give. Yes. You learn how to fast. 
Yes. And those are called the three pillars of the church. Jesus said the day will come when you pray, when you give, when you fast. Yeah. It's not conditional or optional. It is essential that we do these things. Now, let me go back to Abram. So he had to be separated physically, then something for his spirit. And right after that, you read it, he goes and he builds an altar. The other side of Bethel, the Bible says, and near this, the town of Hai, H-U-A-I or something like that, I believe. I've seen two spellings of it. Now that Bethel means the house of God. Yep. Hai, when you look it up, means the city or heap of ruins. And what our will does is somewhere between the ruins that the devil has tried to bring in our life and the house of God or the presence of God, there has to be a decision of our will That's good. to build an altar Yes, that moves us from the ruins towards the presence of God. Wow. Glory That's powerful. To God. It really is. <laughs> That's powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we praise you. I am not. You guys call me the general. I'm not. I fail. People that know me and people that know me very well know that I am believing God to become better. But I've made mistakes. I've missed it. And God forgave me every single time. He's faithful. I never would want to do harm to anybody. I would always want people to have the best. Mm -hmm. I'm just a man like any other man. I have feelings and I have things that I sense. But ultimately, I believe God, by the Spirit, one by one, is taking out the things that would hold me back from bringing the healing message to this generation. Wow. It's a process. Yes, absolutely. And I would believe that if I live and continue to live, it'll get better and better and better. Praise God. God has something good for every one of his children. Yes. Oral Roberts said that a man of God will be tested, and I could say a child of God, said you'll be tested in three areas. He used to call them the three G's. <laughs> you'll be tested with the area of glory. As God began to use Brother Roberts, he said, so that I didn't get the big head, God reminded me where I came from. Mm. And so fame and fortune seems to be what a lot in this generation are looking for, especially in the church. Everybody's upset that Kanye's preaching in a pulpit last week in Atlanta. Did a pretty good job, I thought. What, what they don't know is a preacher friend of mine has been working with Kanye behind the scenes for four or five years now. Yeah. When my buddy was in the hospital, I forget the whole story. So I, well, I don't, but I'm not going to tell the whole story. <laughs> Kanye came to the church. My buddy just come out of the hospital and he had a blood disease. And people told him his church has a lot of Haitians that someone had worked a voodoo curse against him. He called me. He said, Brother Ted, do you believe that's true? I said, even if it were true, there's nothing too hard for God. That's right. And God's going to heal your blood. Praise God. And you will be cleansed. He calls me Teddy. Teddy. 
Really? Really? So he goes to church on by faith after he had blood transfusions. And a guy answers the altar call, and his son knew who the guy was. It was Kanye West. And my pastor buddy's preaching and encouraging people being saved. And his son's poking him. Dad, that's Kanye. Yeah, wonderful. He didn't <laughs> know who Kanye was. Dad, that's Kanye. After the service, his son said, Dad, this is one of the most well-known rappers in the world and singer in the world yeah. worth $80 million. You sell a few records or CDs or downloads to get that kind of money. You're not kidding. We can't all be Taylor Swift and have our father buy some of them. But anyhow, <laughs> it's a joke. She's a great singer. Amen. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. So Connie, my friend, had to go back to the hospital for more blood transfusion. Connie said, let me go with you. And he goes to the hospital room and sits there for four hours. Wow. And my pastor friend talks to him about Jesus. And Kanye said, I've never had a father. And he says to my preacher, buddy, maybe you could be like my father. Wow. And my friend said, I would be honored to, son. Praise God. And then as the process of time went on, he would share with Kanye, and Kanye would fly into that part of our nation where my buddy pastors. The day came, he said, I need to get married. He was dating a young lady that everybody knows her name. Right now, I don't, but Kim Kardashian. if my wife's watching, isn't that wonderful, honey? I forgot her name. Amen. Who was it? Kardashian. There you go. Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. <laughs> the Kardashians. So my buddy, my preacher buddy's son flies out to California and marries Kanye and Kim. Mm-hmm. And now the process begins of the gospel at work. Didn't happen overnight. Right. But my buddy keeps sowing the word. Yeah. Sowing the word. You need healing. There's a healing word. Hallelujah. You need prosperity. There's a prosperous word. Yes. You need deliverance. There's a delivering word. And my buddy, he stayed on it. And son. And then recently, Kanye had the light bulb go on. I am called of God to speak to my generation. Praise God. So he steps out. And what does the normal preacher world and Christian world do? They condemn him because he's preaching about Christ. <laughs> you ever loving nitwits. Yeah, you just need to be quiet. He's letting his light shine. That's right. Letting his light shine. Glory to God forevermore. So now he's stepping out. But he just didn't do it. For years, he's been receiving instruction yeah. and teaching Revelation. from a man of God that I have confidence in. If I tell you his name, which I will when we go off the air, mm-hmm. you'll say, oh, really? He took time for Kanye. Yes. God has somebody for you Yes, that has a word in their mouth to bring healing Praise God. and help. Now, we started this conversation by... Brother Tyler asking me, what about the will of God, Brother Ted, for healing? Some people wonder, is it God's will for me to be healed? That's how we started this. What I'm trying to show you with these scriptures and this story is that God is always working his will out. Yes. Going back again, 
sins of commission, and sins of omission. Because once the Spirit puts his finger on that thing in your life that he wants to deal with, when you say, I believe, all the blessings, Deuteronomy says, all these blessings, Deuteronomy 28, come upon them. Yes. Every one of them. Why? Because they keep my statutes, keep my commandments. That's right. Then shall all these blessings come upon thee. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Why would God bless me? I'm not really in the natural someone that God should bless. But in his great mercy, he must have said, I think I can use that boy. Yeah. He knew he could. He knows everything. The beginning and the end. I didn't know it. He knew it. Me neither. (laughs) I didn't know God would use me. He knew it. Last night when that woman's blind eye came open, and she was going, Jesus, Jesus. She was thanking the right one. He's the one that did it. That's right. And then I said, now you're going to come out of that wheelchair. Well, she said, I think I can walk, but the accident broke me in my shoulders and chest. And and see, here's what the Lord showed me. The infirmity came into her spine, which is why she doesn't like to walk because of the pain. Mm. But if you're crippled, who wants to live in a wheelchair the rest of you? That's right. Now her faith is tender. She's just received a wonderful miracle. Her blind eye came open. Praise God. Now it's time to get the rest of it. So I I bent her over. You probably saw it. Probably have it on film. I put my hand down her spine right down. I said, it's right here. Yes, yes. The Lord said, when you rebuke the spirit of infirmity that's crippling her, her bones will be healed. Her back will be healed. And she'll be able to stand and walk without pain now. Well, we can easily find out if that's God, Tyler. I said, sister, give me your hand. You're going to stand up. That's right, you did. What was her first words? I can't. I said, you will. Yes. You will. It's a matter of the will. Took her by the hand. They have it on film. Maybe I'll get copies and have my guys put it on television across the country. Sure. Maybe make a clip for our Facebook too. But anyhow, she gets up tentatively at first. Yes. She starts walking. But by the end, she spins around, holding my hand. We walk all the way back across, up the aisle, down the aisle. She's walking for the glory of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But how does that happen? There has to be, and Tyler brought this up. Let's deal with this right now. The difference between the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. Two different. Now, there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Yes. But both of these are what is referred to as the power gifts. The working of miracles is found in the Gospel of Mark, and the three key words are immediately, forthwith, and straightway. I've got people already watching all over the country, and they're coming on. Yes, they'll find you eventually, you know. (laughs) You can run, but you can't hide. These things are something else. (laughs) I'll post again. We're up around 20 some. We'll stay on here until we get a little crowd so we can pray for tonight's service, pray for you, pray for your family, pray for Tyler, pray for the Friday Facebook that he does. All right. 
my friend, here's the thing, and I love this. This is what I love about the Lord. The anointing for healing is best defined in the gospel where, and it's the second miracle of Jesus. The first miracle, John 2, is the turning of the water, water into wine. Yes, that was instantaneous. But the second miracle, there was a noble man whose son was at home ill. Mm -hmm. Jesus praised the prayer for his healing. And the Bible says, from that hour, the boy began to amend yeah. or the ongoing process of getting better and better, better and better. That's really the definition of the gifts of healing. And it is the contrast with the working of miracles. Miracles, Mark's book again, immediately, forthwith, straightway, instantaneously. Gifts of healing from that hour begin to get better, better, and better. That's how God is touching you right now. Even as I'm speaking, Hallelujah. Tyler, I feel the healing, Me too. anointing Thank you, going out to the people Hallelujah. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you know, today when I was praying this morning, I get up and walk when I pray. I mm -hmm. try to walk a mile in the morning, one in the afternoon. I was walking and praising the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm going to give you another revelation on the gifts. <laughs> I'll take it. Amen. He said to me, when I went up to the mountain and the glory of God appeared mm. till his face shone, King James word, we'd say it was shining. <laughs> his, his face was shining with the glory, glory of God. God. There were three men with him. Peter. James, and John. To get into the glory, the Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. broken. That's right. Jesus handpicked three men who I believe are representative of human nature. Peter was the brash, bold fisherman. You never knew what he was going to do. But whatever he did, he moved things. Yes. The Lord said to me, Peter represents the power gifts. Wow. The gift of faith. Yep. The working of miracles. The gifts of healing. healing. Mm -hmm. Now, the only one of the 12 disciples that operated in a gift of faith that we could see it, not talking about Paul later, because Paul did in Acts, yeah. the 19th chapter, was Peter. Peter had what some call special faith or the gift of faith. Yep. So they lined the sick up along the streets. And he says, as I walk by my shadow when it touches him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Man, that's faith. That's then special faith. They get healed. Yes. That was Peter. Yes. Peter represents the power gifts. Wow. There was also John that went up to the mountain. Mm-hmm. John represents the revelation gifts. John the Revelation. <laughs> the very, did you ever hear this before? I never uh -huh. did. God told no, it to this, me this morning. I'm going to preach this, though. No, you won't. I'm <laughs> going to put it in my book, and then you can preach it. <laughs> no, he can do whatever he wants. There's no copyright on the Word of God. <laughs> but Tyler, think of this. Powerful. John's Gospel, the very first chapter, is the first place we're introduced to discerning of spirits. Yeah. 
or discerning of spirits being the revelation gifts. The revelation gifts are discerning of spirits, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Discerning of spirits touches every realm, past, present, and future. The word of knowledge only touches things from your past, things that are presently revealed. The word of uh, wisdom, did I say that right? Word of knowledge, past and present, word of wisdom, goes into the future and gives you a word from God for your future. But discerning of spirits works past, present, and future. I can prove that from the Bible. When Jesus is sitting there, the disciples said, he's the son of God. That's a revelation like Peter got. Who do men say that I am? Some say you're Elias. Some say you're John the Baptist. Who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, Simon Barjona, but my Father which is in heaven. To know or discern the Spirit of Christ takes a revelation from heaven from God. Then they say, let's go get someone. Nathaniel, he's under a tree. They bring him. Come see him. He's the Christ. Second level of discerning of spirits was Nathaniel or a man's spirit revealed. Jesus said, here is an Israelite in whom no guile is found. None whatsoever. How do you know me? Nathaniel said, Jesus said, I, I saw you when you were under the tree. Though he was sitting there. So the tree was where he was. He wasn't there now. So that's past. When he stood before Christ, that's present. Wow. But then the discerning of spirits also has the future in it because the disciples are amazed. We found out who Jesus is. He knows what man's spirit is. Jesus said, you think that's something? The day will come, future, when you will see angels ascending and descending Descending. out of heaven. Discerning spirits is the only one of the revelation gifts that has all three time periods in it. Past, present, future, and four manifestations of it. Discerning the similitude of the spirit of Christ, the spirit of man, the spirit of the angelic, but the fourth manifestation. And all the nine gifts have four manifestations. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-mm. You better drink some water. Wake yourself up. Amen. I'm good. <laughs> and the angels that fell and demon powers is the fourth manifestation. Most people, you say, to discerning of spirits, they think it's all about demons. Yeah. Only 25% of that gift is about demons. 75% is about Christ, men, and holy angels. God gives only that much to the devil. <laughs> it doesn't even take 100% to deal with the devil. God only needs 25% of that gift to deal with devils. Wow. Well, John the Revelator had that revelation in the first chapter of the Gospel of John. Yeah. But by the time he gets to the book of Revelation, he is seen into the spirit realm, giving words of knowledge words of wisdom and discerning of spirits, the things that he saw that were spirits in the book of Revelation. And who was that for? Revelation, the first few chapters, first three chapters, was for the church. Yes. And then Jesus picked James to go up to the mountain. This all came to me this morning walking. Wow. What was the key thought in the book of James? He dealt with the tongue, yeah. the most unruly member. The bridle. Yeah. 
and it needed to be, and he gives, and you read from James 1 right till the end, he is showing us what we speak determines what we have. Yes. James considered to be the first pastor of the church in Jerusalem. He would represent the utterance gifts. Peter, the power gifts, John, the revelation gifts, but James, the utterance gifts, teaching us how our tongue is to be bridled, if anything, by God. Yes. It's like the rudder of a ship, that tongue. You can get on the rocks that quick. So James teaches us how to speak like God. Read the book of James. One time I was in North Carolina, I held a revival Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday and uh, four services, but on Sunday there was two. And the Lord said to me, preach one chapter of James in every service. Sunday morning, James 1. Sunday night, James 2. Monday night, James 3. Then James 4. Last night, James 5. Healing verses and laid hands on everybody. Great revival. But what it did for me, it gave me the Holy Spirit's understanding of the book of James was really about the area of the tongue creating the environment that we live in so that when the last days come, and by the time you get to the fifth chapter, where it speaks of there's coming a time your gold will be cankered, your silver will be cankered, yep. uh, the wicked have held back their the money from you yep. and uh, because they're evil. But the Lord of the harvest, he is waiting for the end time or fruit of the harvest. When will this happen? Bible says in the last days. So you see, Jesus just didn't pick three men, but he picked three disciples that modeled what it takes to get into the glory. Wow. It takes the gifts of the spirit to get into the glory. That's good. You don't even have a move of God until the nine gifts of the spirit are in full operation, Praise whether it's in a church service, a prayer meeting, or in my personal life, your personal life. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. I had a preacher friend. He loved God. He really did. Preached hard, very hard. Prayed for people, did it for years. But one day, and I've sat down and talked with many preachers. It sometimes isn't many things the devil uses. It's one thing. Yeah. One day, he felt he fell in love with another woman who was, I don't know what he's, 20 years younger than him, something like that. It's your pickup truck. Hopefully it stops here and doesn't hit into the building. <laughs> We're in a live situation, folks. But, it bothered him because it was not how he thought. It wasn't how he was raised. Yeah. And, you know, I pray for people. I've had people come in with all kinds of things. But the Lord gave him a vision. We would say the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he realized that though his, what would we say, Brother Tyler, his heart had failed him. Yeah. Jesus couldn't fail him. That's right. And every night, and I hope I'm telling the story right, but every night he would lay on the floor of his bedroom and pray, God, I don't know what this is about, 
but I want you to use me. Mm. Use me. He went to a meeting. Uh, I don't know if he was preaching. I think maybe he was, but anyhow, the pastor gets up and says, I see a vision. Talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. Said, I see this vision, and this vision, I see a woman pouring water on a minister, and it's putting the fire of God out in his life. Said, I don't know what that's about, folks, but let's just pray right now. And they, he said, they all prayed. But he said, he knew. I knew that was for me. Yes. So I reached out, and I took a hold of it and said, Lord, I don't know why I'm dealing with this attack. And he didn't even think it was an attack. And I told him, I said, I don't think it was an attack. I just think it was simply a time where you had to get real with God and mm. God get real with you. Yes. So I go back to that. Oral Roberts said, your first test is the glory. Mm. Said so the second test is the girls. <laughs> and the third is the gold or the money. Yeah. We're watching a minister right now implode. Because he didn't know how to handle the glory, yeah. the girls, and now it finds out didn't know how to handle the gold. Yeah. Or Robert's words came back to me when I heard that, dear brother, oh, I don't believe in this, and I don't believe in prosperity, and I don't. And he had some good points to make, but the bottom line was he was wrong. Flat out wrong. Deny the blessing of God publicly, and I couldn't believe it. You know what? I really, and I, not bashing anybody, but it seems to me like it's a trend right now in the States to come out against prosperity. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because I had somebody tell me recently, a good Baptist brother, they said, well, yeah, it's easy to preach prosperity. Everybody gets behind that. I said, you ought to try it sometime. More like, you know, you'll have people get upset. People think, you know. But it seems to me like it's a trend coming out in the States to come out against prosperity. And really, like, even that whole thing, without going into, you know, whatever, this guy, like, comes out against it, but then still takes an offering at the end. So, like... Well, I'm dealing, as you are, with principles. This is the point of what we're talking about. Yeah. Which is, Oral was talking about things that could hinder the healing anointing. Yes. That's really where I was headed. Yeah. And if you take upon yourself what we would call pride... Remember, when Abraham, the Spirit of God, separated Abraham out of Mesopotamia, it was right after the destruction of the Tower of Babel. Yes. Let us make us a name. Mm. And they built a tower up to God. That was in the day of Abram and his father. Yeah. You read the book of Joshua, the Bible says, Abraham was raised by a father who served many gods. Mm. Remember in Bible school, they taught us the difference between monotheism and yeah, polytheism. polytheism sure. Polytheism was the worship of many gods. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, if you don't understand what prosperity is about, it can become a God that is not our God. Sure. And some of these people that do get off with extremism and uh, prosperity, they wouldn't admit it, but money's become their God. Yes. You're right. Right. Oh, yeah. I've got a chandelier I paid a quarter of a million for. I have a home bigger than a football field. I got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got. And that sounds a whole lot like the devil in Isaiah saying, I will, I will, I will. Yeah. So you have to, you have to temper the blessing with humility. Yes. 
And that's what's missing, I think. The prosperity message is not just about God blessing you. He does. That's right. It's also about stewardship. There it is. What you do with the blessing. What did Jesus say? Jesus God said. doesn't mind if you have a big home or a little home. No. You determine that. He doesn't mind if you have a big fancy car or a little truck. You determine that. Right. God's not sitting in heaven. Should we give him a Mercedes or should we give him a Volkswagen Beetle? That's not what God's doing. Right. You determine whether you sow sparingly to reap sparingly or so abundantly to reap abundantly, your next financial harvest is determined by what you give, not what God does. That's right. He can only bless what you sow. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, he multiplies the seed sown. That's right. You got to sow it. That's right. So don't put God in there and badmouth God. Yeah. He's going to bless you no matter what you sow. Well, he tells us, let each man purpose in his heart what he should do. And... I'm looking forward to the day when I can give at least a million dollars to the gospel. Praise God. Praise God. Well, you're right. There's there's the extremes. Either side. Either side. Mm-hmm. And, and like we were saying, if we're not careful, that can hinder the move of God, the flowing of the Spirit and the service. And you know what I try to do? If God does bless me with something, I try to spend the exact same money on the gospel. Yep. Because if he's a God of prosperity, which he is, then he doesn't mind if I believe for the same amount that he may have blessed me with a car, a home, whatever, and put that back in the gospel. That's right. So I figure God's my partner, 50 to him, 50 to me. Because he doesn't mind if you get blessed. That's right. What a wonderful Jesus we serve. It is amazing, isn't it? So I've been weaving three thoughts here together, as you can tell. Sure. The three men that went to the mountain saw the glory of God represent three human natures, Mm -hmm. the power gifts, the revelation gifts, the utterance gifts. Yes. Peter, James, John, John is the revelator, and then James, the last. Or you can reverse it. It says Peter, James, and John, yeah. so that's correct. Then we talked about the testing, yeah. the gold, the glory, the girls, or guys, if you're a woman or if you're <laughs> some men. Never know nowadays. <laughs> no. But the thing is, it, 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 Oral Roberts was so accurate when he taught us young guys that years ago. Now, our ultimate goal is to get people healed. Yes. Healed by the power of the anointing. If you're watching, I feel you should share right now. We're getting ready to pray and believe God. And people are coming on from all over the nation. In your comments section, yes, good afternoon, Gary. Good afternoon, Danny Haas. I saw you just called my phone, uh, Danny. Thank you. Winnie, God bless you. Amen, she says. Sue, God bless Sue. God bless Frank Nemeth Sr. Do you know Frank Nemeth? I met him at camp meeting. Great preacher of the gospel. Works. We work together when we can in meetings, and thank God. And Gretchen, God bless you, and thank you. Jesus is right. Arthur from California, he and his brother were in our tent meeting recently. Praise God. And the people are still coming on. Now, let me stay with this thought, uh, Tyler. Sure. I've been weaving these together. It took the gifts of the Spirit to bring the glory. Yes. Because when Abraham left the earth of the Chaldees, went through his experiences, the last thing he did, he wanted something for his son, Isaac, a bride. Hmm. So he brings his faithful servant, Eliezer, and makes him swear to go back into Nahor and back into Mesopotamia and bring a bride out of the world to bring the bride back to the home. And the Bible says 
Eliezer gets 10 camels. He climbs on a camel, but the other nine camels, the Bible says, were loaded down with gifts. Mm -hmm. And Eliezer, who is a type of the Holy Spirit, sent by the Father to the world for Jesus, Isaac being a type of Christ. Man, this is thoughtful. I mean, God's in this. I feel it. He prophesies the woman that waters the camels, yes. the gifts, will be the, the one, one. Yeah. who gets to go back to Father's house. The Bible speaks of the watering of the word. Praise God. One of the reasons why people aren't healed, we're not teaching on the gifts of healing. We're not teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. You've got to water it with the word. It yes. should be in every conversation. It should be a part of every minister's vocabulary. How do we get the people to be free from the power of the devil and to come out of Nahor, to come out of the world? Yes. Now, it took the gifts from Abraham, representing Father God, to get the bride. And it took the gifts to bring the bride back to heaven. Beautiful type in Genesis. The gifts of the Spirit are for you to get the world out of you <laughs> and to get you out of the world. Well, that's good. That's what they're really for. That's powerful. Takes Gets rid of your nature and gives you the nature of God to speak like God, to act like God, to think like God. Yeah. And the last verse of that story of Abraham before we pray. And Isaac in the evening lifted up his eyes and saw the camels coming. And that's what I believe I do. I run around this nation and world and on television preaching, the camels are coming, <laughs> the gifts of the Spirit. Now, in your comments section, whatever your greatest need is, wrap your faith around it. Praise God. I'm going to go get ready for tonight's service. We'll be preaching tonight at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Don't I miss it. I just found out your dad said I'm staying over and preaching again Sunday morning. You are. I think Sunday night too, right? I don't know. He didn't tell me. But I'm still in <laughs> We're Peckville. calling it by faith. I'm still in Peckville. Hey, I could go from right here to this service tonight. I don't even have to go home other you. than I got to study a little bit. But anyhow, uh, my friends, in your comment section, I trust you've been sharing this. But whatever your greatest need is, type it in the comments, and we're going to pray for you. I got a, uh, I got a uh, clip from the Bahamas. Did I tell you that? Uh, no, no, you didn't tell me. You They've one. been um, preachers are going back onto the island of Abaco. Daryl Pinder sent me an audio message. Is this the mic? Yeah, put it right up there. He's going back to where all the destruction took place. Here's what he said to me. Listen. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I will definitely send you an email later. I'm actually in Spanish Wales, Eleuthera, for a couple of days with my family. Um, I wasn't seeing them since about two days after the storm. Um, all of my family was down here. I stayed back to help. Um, I'm going back first thing in the morning um, to get back into helping. I'm working with a ministry that is um, pledged to rebuild the churches, uh, all of the churches as well as the pastors' homes. There's so many of them that lost their homes and their members, so one step at a time. 
But um, these are some of the things that we're involved with right now. Love you guys. Then he sent me the email that you heard him mention. And then he said, thank God for America. Because the Bahamanian government didn't have the resources to even help their own people. So uh, Brother Pinder was one of the ministers. I was scheduled to go in there and preach in the city that was destroyed. Yep. And three months before, I was on television there every day preaching Christ. And then the hurricane hit. I preached a message. The devil is in the storm. And my friends, I'm telling you, there's a devil that hates you, hates your family. Let's read some of the comments. Please pray for my mother. Epilepsy. Somebody what is her mother's name? Maria? Her eyesight. Yeah, I see it. Maria's there. eyesight. Yes, sir. And then Kofi's on. Hello, buddy. I love him. He said, hey, Tyler. I see he knows you. Another Kofi. Rob, hey, Brother Ted, from Sarnia in Canada. God bless you, son. Mm. Come on, type in your comments. We're going to finish by praying today. Lynn Armstrong's on. She's been sitting on the front row every night here. Bishop Jane's on from down in Texas. Where do you see that? Great in? to see there. See her right there, Bishop Bobby Jane. Oh, over here. Appreciate I didn't know he him. was a bishop. Oh, he got a tremendous ministry down there in Texas. Okay, Western excellent. Churches. Excellent. Praise God. Session. Amen. Is that what we were having a session? I guess. Blessings. San Jose, California joining. Yeah, and they're coming on from everywhere. Praise God. Amen. And what we want to do is pray for you and whatever your greatest need is yes. today. There's nothing too hard for God. So in recapping the word of God, talking about the will of God for healing. Yes. The Bible is so filled with illustrations of how God is linking Things together to get you healed and helped. Why? To get the world out of you and to get you out of the world. Praise God. Simple as that. That's just old cornbread preaching. <laughs> God wants you to come home to heaven. Praise God. And whatever it takes, the Holy Spirit is able to touch you today. I'm going to have Tyler pray for you first while you're still getting your comments in. Then I'll, I'll close in prayer. But Beatrice... Please know we're praying. We're praying. Kofi, praying for you. Amen. All of these people. And a new person I've just found out about, Bob Jane. Sounds like a nice person. Uh, Michael is on. And uh, you got all kinds of folks there in the comments. What did he say there? Epilepsy. Struggles with epilepsy. Where did he say that? Michael did? Michael Caprini. Oh, I see it right after his last name. I thought that was his last name. Ah, I thought it was an no, Italian Caprini's name. No, his last name. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, Please pray for New Zealand government yes. starting a charity there. Oh, April. Great to see you. There, She's up in Maine. Tremendous. What's her last name? Panison. April Panison. Up in Maine. And her husband, Mike, they've started works in Africa and are getting ready to start one in New Zealand. She went to Israel with us. Wonderful okay. People. Yeah. Well, Tyler's going to pray and give you a folks. moment, folks, to get on with your prayer request. Folks, I would just tell you this. The Holy Spirit will touch you wherever you're at. The anointing knows no limits. It knows no bounds. We're believing God by faith right now when we pray. The Holy Ghost come right through that camera and touch you wherever you are. Whatever you're dealing with, spiritually, physically, financially, relationally, emotionally, 
God will touch you and meet you wherever you're at. All you have to do is have faith to believe. Faith to believe. And I believe even now by and faith. And believing right. That's you right. believe right. I believe even now. <laughs> the Bible says we have a high priest over our confession in Hebrews 3.1. Praise And God. I believe when we speak now by faith that Jesus is going to meet us at our point of need. The mm. Bible says now we have this confidence come boldly before the throne room of grace. Wonderful. So I'm believing now by faith as we pray. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. Father, we praise you, God. We give you the honor and the glory, Lord. We thank you, Father, you're working everything for our good. We praise you, Lord, for the precious power of the Holy Ghost, which you filled us with, God, which is always working on our behalf. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you the blood is sufficient to drive out every drop of sickness, mm. every bit of disease, yes. everything that would plague anybody. Father, we thank you. It must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. So, Father, we lift up the name of Jesus today. We speak the word of healing. We speak the word of faith, Lord. We believe the Holy Spirit's touching people where they're at right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you. Your angels are going to and fro, God, touching folks, ministering to people. Lord, we thank you for it, Father. We praise you, mighty God. You've been so good to us, Lord. I pray even now, though, the Holy Ghost would stir something up in people's hearts, stir folks up, touch them. I pray even now the working of miracles and the gifts of healing be working in people's lives. As their faith is, let it be done unto them in Jesus' mighty name. We praise you for it, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise, Father. And we know, God, glory. that our best days are ahead of us and not behind us, Lord. Glory, glory. I pray, Father, people would increase. And just as when I got healed, Lord, of my eyes, I got better, better, better and better and day better and by better. day. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, Father. We thank glory. you. The joy of the Lord is our strength, God. Praise the name we of We know Jesus. that the word says we can count it all joy when trials and tribulations, testings of our faith come, knowing that we have a greater one on the inside of us, knowing we have a greater hope, the hope of glory in us, mm. that the healing power of God lives on the inside of us, Lord. May we have a revelation of who you are, and may we receive our healing today by faith in Jesus' mighty name. You know, Brother Tyler, How before I pray, it was here that I preached my last meeting last year before I fell and injured myself. Yes, sir. I went home, and apparently I didn't have... Uh, electrolytes, sodium, things in my blood. I was weakened. One night I fell and smashed my head. Oh, took a chunk out of the masonry. I mean, it was a hard hit. Nice. I got hit hard playing football, but at least I had a helmet on. <laughs> All the cushion my blow was my skull. Then the next day I fell and smashed my knee and infection shot through my body. And they rushed me to the hospital. And the doctor told me, he said, you're very very close to death. I laughed. I really did. <laughs> but you know what? Then the battle began. Yeah. The Holy Spirit had me tell three stories today. One, our minister friend who was challenged by, I guess the best word would be temptation. Yeah. We told the story of Kanye West, mm -hmm. who's trying to make things right. And what does the church do? Some. Not all. Some condemn him. Told the third story today to you about my personal, which I was just now telling, personal attack. And I wasn't even supposed to be walking until this month, but I started clear back in November of last year with a walker. January, I started traveling four days a month. I did that for half of a year. And the Lord just kept healing me strengthening me. Yeah. 
And the reason I say this, Brother Tyler, the people that are typing in what they're believing for. Yes, sir. Some have been believing for a long, long time. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but I know one thing. See that person right there that speaks about family, faith family. to be stronger, yep. all of that. I feel the anointing on that person right now. Don't even know yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Derek, I will pray for your wife in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And my friends from all over this world, people are coming on. I pray for you now. I've told you three stories. I've told you about the three men that Jesus picked and what they represent yep. to us. I've talked to you about the spirit, soul, and body. First Thessalonians 5.23. Some people need healed in their body, but some people need healed in their soul. Yeah. And some folks need a spiritual healing in their spirit. They need to be born again. Yeah. Wherever you're at right now, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray that Christ would touch you where you're at. Thank you. I come against sin and the power of sin. Thank you. I ask the Lord to set you free yes. in Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name. I pray for your mind, you that are under an attack in your mind. O Christ, thou who will keep us in perfect peace, when our mind is stayed upon you, we think about you today, Jesus. We call you the sweet son of God. Yes, Lord. Heal the people that are being depressed, discouraged, despondent, every attack in their mind. Go in Christ's name, loose and go. Hallelujah. And then lastly, I pray for your body. If you're sick, your loved one's sick, as they've been typing in the comments, I come against every sickness, yes, every disease yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to loose you, to go from you today on this beautiful Friday. May the power of Christ make you whole. Yes, Lord. Praise God, Tyler. I feel that. Amen. Well, I sure appreciate you being on today, Brother Ted. And uh, beyond that, I appreciate you and Sister Bonnie. Appreciate what you've done for us, our families, the heritage we have together, and just uh We'll work till Jesus comes. <laughs> ain't that the truth? You've then been such we'll a blessing. We'll be gathered home. And it's been good. If you didn't make these meetings, will you make them available on your website to watch? Yep, and they can go down and actually on the Facebook even and scroll down and see the past few nights. Oh, good. And uh last night the woman healed out of a wheelchair, her left eye, which was blind, was healed. She was able to walk after being in a wheelchair all those years, severe accident. Um, so many things happened. Deaf people were healed. First night, you had how many deaf folks get healed? Quite a few. Oh, boy, it was a lot. And then Wednesday night was my favorite night because over 30 to 40 people came to that altar and said, I've got to make sure my heart is right with Christ. Yes. That's what really, to me, yeah. it's all about. And again, last night. So tonight at 7 p.m. It's going to be great. And then your dad told me in my ears I came to the studio staying over. For Sunday. Sunday. I tell you, you won't want to miss this, folks. Drive you, in. Get here. How about the gentleman who was here again last night? He'll be here tonight. He drove up from Maryland. From Maryland. He's from Nigeria. He's part of a church, Redemption Something Church in uh, 
Laurel, Maryland. Yes. And uh, came back and fellowshiped after the service. A beautiful man, good spirit. God's bringing people in from everywhere. We've had folks this week from Delaware. Delaware. From New- Maryland. Right. From New Jersey. Yeah, and New York. Even the, we'll, we'll count them. They're New Yorkers. They're okay, right? And no, from New, New York. York yeah, people, I know. People I knew that came in. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. I mean, folks, do what you got to do to get here. And I would say this. Even Pennsylvania. Yeah. (laughs) And don't forget West, by God, Virginia. That's where I'm from, West Virginia. What better could you have to do than get to the house of God on a Friday? I don't know of anything. I'm telling you. Especially if you need a miracle. That's right. You need God's touch. These meetings have been powerful. I mean, you got to get here, folks. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, you know, watching online is one thing. And thank God for the live stream and all that. But if you can get to the house of God, you ought to get here. There is a corporate anointing you don't gain by social media or even television. And I know that. Some of the greatest miracles take place when the people come together. And even now, people are still sending their requests in. <laughs> Thank God. Just keep it coming. And uh, this was good. I see where it says Netanyahu is the prime minister again. I knew that would happen. I knew he'd be back in. Look at this. They said on this comment section, at Sunday night service where you prayed for everyone, my husband and I were there with two of our boys. I was believing for my son Tanner to be able to start writing and reading. You laid hands on my husband and Tanner. The next day, Tanner picked up his pencil and wrote his name by himself. Praise the Lord. How old is Tanner? I don't know. Did he have some kind of a disability? Sounds like that's what they're that, saying. That is. Hallelujah. Brother Kofi said he loves you. Yeah, I love Kofi too. His wife is expecting a baby. How about when I was how, laid up and couldn't walk, Kofi came down to my house in West Virginia. I didn't know his wife was pregnant. I don't even know if she was then. I said, well, I see the Lord's going to give you a baby boy. <laughs> Last time I saw him, he said, my wife is pregnant. And I think he said it was a boy. Praise is that right, God. Kofi? Amen. We love the girls too, but uh, I've got a daughter. I have a son. I have three granddaughters and two grandsons, and I like every bit of them. She said he did have a problem. He was eight years old. Eight years old, and that was the first time he'd done that. Praise God. Well, like I said, folks, you need to get to these meetings. That would be a miracle. I'm telling you. (laughs) Tonight, 7 p.m., Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 11 a.m. And then Tyler and I hold a service Sunday night if nobody else does. How about it, huh? (laughs) Hey, we love you. We'd like to thank you for joining today. Until next time, may God's richest blessing be yours.